the highest. This is the day which the Lord has made. We will rejoice and we will be exceedingly glad. Good morning. In the name of Jesus. Remember that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Well, he says this morning, he says, what the enemy meant for your evil, God says he will turn it to your good. God says what the enemy meant for your evil, he's already turned to your good. What the enemy meant for your evil, God has already turned to your good. What the enemy meant for your evil, God has already turned to your good. That's a word for the Lord for you this morning. What the enemy meant for evil, God has already, not going to, not in this week by and by, not when we all get to heaven, what a joyous day it's going to be. He says, what the enemy meant for your evil, he says, I've already turned to your good, but you're going to, in order for you to see it, you're going to have to follow wholly after me. You're going to have to follow wholly after me. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if you never, ever took down notes before, ever wrote down, you want to, from, I'm not sure how long this is going to last, because I probably, we have probably got messages from here to probably to all the way to April uh, of what the guy was just, just dropping, 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 and he said, you've got to get this message out to my people and we're going to do it in the name of Jesus, and, and it's, it's, it's awesome because I heard the message uh, on uh, New Year's Eve uh, from one of my, my spiritual grandfather, and he, the message that he preached was a message that we had been preaching back in December. So the message he was preaching for the year was the message that God began teaching us and showing us back in December. I mean, the hands-on tangible and it was an awesome time. It was a wonderful time. But God was like, okay, now you see. Now you see. Yes, sir, I, I'm, I'm in the vein with you. So if I was to give it, say this out loud. What the enemy meant for my evil, God has already turned to my good. He's already. He's not going to get ready to. He's, not in it. he's already done it. How do you know he's already done it? Because Hebrews chapter four already said, he says, the works were finished from the very beginning. So every, every healing, every deliverance, every wholeness, every salvation, every restoration that you're believing God for, God says is already made available to you. He says, but you have to mix it with faith. And he says, and you have to do it my way. God says, you have to do it my way. You can't do it your way. And we're going to get into that right now. In fact, we're going to jump right in. So, but uh, buckle up, buttercup, because this is what, oh, if you are experiencing any symptoms, any symptoms in your body, any form of sicknesses, any form of disease, whether it's flu like, cold like, somebody's been diagnosed with COVID, whatever the case, whatever your situation and circumstance is right now, lift your hands before the Lord right now. Just lift your hands before the Lord, stretch your hands towards the screen right now in the name of Jesus. And I'm going to make this, he says right now, and he says, say this out loud. He says, in the name of Jesus, I do believe that Jesus Christ took 39 stripes plus one but every sickness, every disease, every infirmity that would ever try to come against my body, sickness and disease, 
take your hands off of me now in the name of Jesus. I break your hold over me now in Jesus' name. Body, I command you to be healed and receive your healing now in Jesus' name. Sickness and disease, pain, infirmity, go in Jesus' name. I command you to go and touch me no more. I'm healed from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. I receive it. I take it. It's mine right now in Jesus' name. Every salvation, every deliverance, every wholeness, every completion, I command you to manifest yourself now in the name of Jesus. I call my household saved. I call my family delivered. I call my friends and, fam and loved ones saved, healed, delivered, made whole, set free. Now, now, in Jesus' name. Minister and angels, harvest and spirits, go forth now and bring those things to pass. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, when Jesus prayed for people, he says, he says, you have to begin to speak to your mountain. You have to stop talking to God, always talking to God about your mountain and start talking to your mountain about your God. Begin to say back to it what the, the mountain might be saying to you. The mountain might be sickness and disease. Sickness and disease says, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to take you out. I'm going to make you broke. I'm going to make you lack. You ain't going to be without. You speak back to that mountain in accordance to whatever God tells you to say. He might tell you to say to that mountain, sickness and disease, I command you to cease in your maneuvers and desist in your operations against me now in the name of Jesus. Body, I command you to be healed in Jesus' name. What's going to happen? The sickness and disease is going to be ceased and your body will be, begin to be healed. Now, some people's healing may be instantaneous. Some people's healing will be progressive. But what happens at every day, you're getting better. Every day, you're getting better. You're not going back to God and saying, God, I need you to heal me. God, I need you to heal me. What you're saying to your body every single day from this day forward, Father, I thank you that by Jesus Christ, I'm healed. Body, I command you to be healed in Jesus' name. Your family members that you believe in God for salvation for, you don't, you don't, you keep praying, you pray the Ephesians 1, 16 to 21 and the Ephesians 3, 14 through 21 over your family each and every day. Guess what's going to begin to happen? And you're going to be, be praying Matthew chapter 9 saying, and, and I believe it's 35 saying, dispatching labors across their path. Father, I thank you that labors have been dispatched across their path to bring forth the harvest of the souls. God, I thank you that they're having visions and dreams and you're going, coming to them in their sleep and calling them into the kingdom right now in the name of Jesus, whatever you need to do. And But once you pray and make that declaration one time you praise God and thank him that it's already done no matter what it looks like no matter what it sounds like no matter what it feels like man we are not going to go into 2022 operating the same way we was doing in 2018 2019 2000 whatever your situation may be and everybody has something that they're dealing with but God says I've already given you the victory 
That's why we praise and Father, thanks be unto God. First Corinthians chapter two, I believe the first, second Corinthians chapter two, verse 14, I believe it is says, thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. He always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. He says, but it only happens when you do it my way. You got to do it God's way. You got to do it God's way. I don't care what anybody else is saying. You got to do it God's way. God's way. And what worked for one person does not work for every person. He may not, he might, he, the, the, the principles are the same, but he might tell you to say something different concerning your situation and circumstance, which means you have to get before him each and every day and find out what do you want me to say today? When you go to God in prayer, stop going to God. I mean, yeah, go to God and, 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 and make your petitions known unto him with thanksgiving. And then he says, then the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keeps your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. But then what do you do? After you've already gone before the Lord, after you've, you've worshiped him and praised him, and you've got to use the model in Matthew chapter six, not saying, praying that particular prayer, but use the model. Jesus says, thy father, which art in heaven, so you know who you're talking to, hallowed be thy name. What are you doing? You're worshiping him. You're praising him. You're magnifying his name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. In other words, what are you doing? When I'm going into prayer, the first thing I want to find out is what does the kingdom of God have to say about this situation? What does the kingdom of God have to say about this issue? What does the kingdom of God say about me, say about my family, say about my finances, talk about sickness and disease, talk about my nation, talk about the government? What does the word of God have to say about it? Father, let me find out what your kingdom, what it says in your kingdom, and I want what's done in your kingdom to be done on the earth. Father, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. God, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Whose will are you supposed to be praying for? The will of God. You cannot get God to train his will to your way simply because you beg and spit and slotting and snotting all over the place. That does not move God. It's a whole lot of emotions. You feel real good, but at the end of, end of the day, you get no results. He's responsible and he hastens to the word which he has said. He hastens to his word to perform it. He hastens, is quickened, is motivated to bring to pass his word, which will always, always, always line up with his will. God will never do anything that goes against his will. You may do something that goes, I may do something that goes against his will, but he will never tell you to do anything that goes against his will. Remember, our father, who you're talking to, where is he at? In heaven, hallowed, or we're going to worship your name. We're going to exalt your name. We're going to praise your name. Your kingdom come. The goal is to get God's kingdom to come in earth, just like it is in heaven. How do you know that? Because that's what it was from the foundation of the world. That's what he did with Adam and Eve. He said, he says, Adam, I'm, he, he created the heavens and the earth. God has the heavens. He gave the earth unto man. He gave man authority. He gave man in dominion. And whatever it is that Adam called it, that's what it was. And Adam operated on earth just like God operates in heaven. When Adam bowed his knee to Satan and gave it all up and bowed his knee and, and turned, his, turned himself over, him and Eve, and Eve and the earth over to the adversary, he now is, was bowing at the knee 
of the adversary. He now was submitting to the kingdom of darkness, but God had already had an answer, already had a solution to that problem. And the name of that solution and the name of that was Jesus. Jesus is the solution. He is the solution to whatever situation, circumstance you're coming up against. Why do you say Jesus is the solution? Because Jesus is the word manifested in flesh. So the word will always be the solution to whatever problem that your situation or circumstance that you're facing. The word of God will always be the answer to any situation, solution, and circumstance you are facing, no matter how big, no matter how small. He, he is always your solution. God is always your solution. He's never going to be your problem. But you got to do it his way. You got to do it his way. And he's he says so many people, and we're going to get to that. So many people are doing it their way, thinking it's my way. He says, and it's not my way at all. And the way that they can tell it's not my way is because they're getting little to no result at all. And they're frustrated and they're mad. And they're saying the word of God don't work. But the word of God works every time. I said, the word of God works every time. The word of God works every time. Now, you may not be working the word of God all the time, but the word of God always, always works. Always works. Always works. So he says this. He says, He says, I declare the end from the very beginning. He says, and that's what you have to do. You have to stop saying what it is that you that you hoping and wishing is going to pray. He says, but you have to declare the way that God does it from the very beginning. I'm telling you from the onset, when you find out what it says in the kingdom, how it is in the kingdom, your, my, your kingdom come, thy will be done in earth, just like it is in heaven. I want your will to be done. When I'm going into prayer, I'm praying, Father, that your will be will be done in the earth just like it is in heaven. How will he get that to be when he gets people who will obey his word and pray according to his will? You got to pray according to his will, not what so-and-so said, not what this person says, but what did the word of God say to you concerning sickness and disease? What did the word of God say to you concerning poverty? What did the word of God say to you about your marriage? What did the word of God say to you about your children? What did the word of God tell you about how you're supposed to deal with those, those who are in authority, who might be operating according to this world system, but you're believing God that the kingdom of God comes in play. And guess what? You don't have to have somebody physically sitting in the seat in order for you to get God's will to come to pass. You could, you as a rep, if you are in the body of Christ, you have authority in earth you have authority in earth and all of heaven will back it up when you operate according to God's way of doing things. And I'm telling you, I don't care what book you keep reading. I don't care who you following on your YouTube, whatever the case may be. If you are not being led by the Holy Spirit, you can be a praying amiss. Praying amiss means you're praying, you have your own selfish reasons why you're praying. God says, I'm calling my people I'm do, I'm sounding the alarm. I'm blowing a trumpet. God says, I'm doing a new thing in this season. And if you want to be a part of it, he says, you're going to have to do it my way, which means you're just going to have to change your prayer life, which means it's going to change how you study the word. He's, he says, but the first chart change has to happen in your heart. 
the first, it doesn't matter what I preach to you, doesn't matter what so-and-so preached to you, no matter what you read in his word, if you have not made a decision in your heart to be obedient to his word, you will not get God's result. If you have not made a decision in your heart, not your head, in your heart to do it God's way, you will not see God's result, even though it was predestined for you from the foundation of the world. How do you know the children of Israel are an example? The will of God, the word of God was already preached to them, but it did not benefit them because it did not, it was not mixed with faith. And because they did not have any total assurance, total reliance, total dependency on what it is the word of God said, they did not see God's result even though he says the work was done from the foundation of the world. So if God's telling you, I have already made these things available to you. This is what it is I've called you to do. This is where I placed you at. And if you do it my way, you will see my results. And you make a decision. God, I heard what it is you said, but so-and-so said I'm supposed to do it this way. And so-and-so said that you said to them that I'm supposed to do it that way. So that's the way I'm going to do it. You personally will not see God's results because you're not doing it God's way. Did you notice that when Abraham, not Abraham, but Noah and Moses and Joshua and David, you know how they how they was always successful because before they did anything, they always inquired of the Lord first. How is it that Jesus was successful? He was successful because he was the he was the Son of God, but he operated as a in earth as a man anointed by God who had to be led by the Holy Spirit. How are you and I supposed to be? We're supposed to be men and women of God who are anointed by God, who are led by the Holy Spirit. So just because you did it this way, this time does not mean that you're going to do it the same way next time. Peter started off good. Lord, if it be you, bid me to come. What did Peter get? He got one word, come. When Peter acted out on that word that he heard, he stepped out of the boat. And as long as he kept his eyes stayed on Jesus, as long as he kept his eyes stayed in the word, Peter didn't sink. But when Peter, like a lot of us, when Peter, he started out right. He started out because he had a word from the Lord. But then Peter started looking around at the situation and looking around at the circumstances and looking around and looking around. And what did Peter do? Peter began to sink. Did it mean that the word that the Lord gave him had changed? Jesus had never changed his mind. He never told him anything else. Can I tell you something? Before Peter stepped out of the boat, the winds and waves were tossing around the boat before that. But even though the circumstances didn't look right, Jesus gave Peter one word, come. And when Peter stepped out in that word, come, and he kept walking towards Jesus the whole time, he never sank. When he began to look at the situations and circumstances, the external that's going on around him, then Peter changed his focus and began to 
respond based off of what it is that he saw opposed to what it is God said. And he says, that's what's happening in the earth today. People, even in the body of Christ, they started out with their eyes focused on me from the very beginning. And then they start hearing this report and that report and this report and that report and this experiment and this going on and this government. And he says, you have taken your eyes off of me and you're looking at everything else and your prayers. And the way that you're responding is not based off of the word, but it's based off of what it is that you see and you have lost focus, and you're frustrated because you're saying, God, you're not doing anything. He says, because you're not, you're not doing anything. You're talking about the problem. You're talking about the issue. He says, you have failed to talk about the solution. And I told you the solution before you even realized you had the problem. He said, I told you from the very beginning, the solution before you realized you had the problem. And you are, you are stiff-necked. And you won't listen. You are, you are so caught up in this information age. And Daniel said the information, will, the people will become more wiser. They'd have more information. But he also said they would become much weaker too. Because your spot, your heat, yeah, you he says, People in the body of Christ are responding just like the world because they're getting their information from the world. He says, you have stopped coming to me to get the information. You're coming to me to talk to me about the symptom. And I'm telling you, I gave you the answer to the problem. You got to get back to the word. If you want to see God's results, you got to get back to the word. If you want to see God's results, you got to get back to the word. He told me, I think I was sharing with uh, Minister Jewin, he says there are people prophesying out of their own mouths what's going to uh, a calamity and confusion and lack and poverty out of their own mouth. He says they're like, this is what's going to happen, and that's what's going to happen, and this is what's going to happen, and that's what's going to happen. And he says the reason why it's coming to pass in your life, he says, because that's what you keep saying. You keep saying, you keep saying, you keep saying this is going to happen. You keep saying this is what's going to go. You keep saying, and he says, and you are lining your words up for the adversary to take your words, and he legally has a right to bring it to pass in your life. Because the authority works, no matter which side of the coin you're dealing on. What did the word of God say about it? Remember, Thy kingdom come, your will be done in the earth. Your will be done in the earth. On earth, just like it is in heaven. How many people know that, that in heaven, they're not prophesying out of their mouth sickness and disease, pain, lack, suffering. They're not prophesying that this is what's going to happen. They're not prophesying to the fact that because you are, you are a prophet in your own life, because what does a prophet do? Proclaim. Proclaim. When you prophesy out of your own mouth, what's going to happen. You prophesying death and destruction and calamity all around. We don't get in agreement with that. Well, this is what they said in the news report, but the word of God says. 
fact, that's what they say. Truth is, this is what the word of God says. Fact says, this is what's going to happen. Truth says, this is what has already happened. Who are you going to agree with? Who are you going to line up with? Who are you going to stand in agreement with? You are the deciding factor whether or not you're ever going to see it in your life. How did Jesus get here? God spoke him into the earth. But what else did God have to do? He had to find other men and women of God who will keep speaking, 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 speaking. And then he showed up. You know what the hardest part God had getting Jesus here was getting other people to line up with his word. How did God create the heavens and the earth? He spoke it. How are you going to create life in your life? You have got to speak it. If all you do, if all you do is you pray one time and then for the rest of the day, you talk about all the calamities going on and around in the world, what do you think you're going to see? Calamity that's going on in the world. And you, you're going to see it coming towards your house. And God said it ought not ever be that way. He says, my kingdom come, my will be done in the earth, just like it is in heaven. How is he going to get that to come to pass? Through men and women of God, just like you and me. But you got to get in line with his word. Are you denying the facts? No. But his world's facts don't supersede God's truth. He's doing a new thing in 2022. All that was the buildup to what, I mean, none of that's in my notes. So somebody needed to hear that you need to stop preaching or stop talking and stop call yourself praying. Cause a lot of prayers aren't even prayers. A lot of the prayers just murmuring and complaining. Lord, don't you see? Lord, this is it. Lord, this, Lord, that, Lord, this. And he says, at what point in time are you going to speak what I said about that situation? Psalms 91 doesn't cover everything. It covers many things, but it doesn't cover everything. So what are you also you speaking outside of that? What else is he saying to you outside of that? What else is he saying? Because God is always talking. I'm here to tell you, God, God is always talking. We may not always, see this is the thing about it. I used, when I was still living in the state, I used to do radio broadcasts, talent on, on, on radio. Every Monday morning, I used to do a radio broadcast. Now, you know what? You, do you know you could put your nose right on, the, right on the front of that radio building? And the tower is literally like a few meters away. But you could have your nose right on the front of that, that radio station and still get no reception if you're tuned into the wrong channel. The, the frequency is clear and it's going out north, south, east, west. It, it, it actually used to come over in Canada in, in Windsor. It would be in Windsor and, and the, uh, the uh, southern, western part of Canada, Detroit, all over the place in that area. But you could put your nose right up to that building and the antenna is right there. But if you are tuned into the wrong frequency, 
or you might be a couple digits off. You might hear sporadically, you might get something. But if you don't line up with the correct frequency, you will have the wrong information. And you'll be like, Lord, I don't know why you ain't talking to me. God says, I am talking to you. He said, oh, that's good. He says, but you can't hear my voice because you got so many other voices going into your ears. You can't recognize my voice. And I'm telling you, in this season here, you're going to know how to recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit. And if you have already made up in your mind and in your heart what you're going to do, even when God's trying to direct you to go a different direction, you won't be able to receive it because it goes against everything you've already made up in your heart. This is what I'm going to do. This is how it's going to happen. This is what the end result is going to be. I know it. I know it because everything, every science report and all this is telling me this is the way it's going to happen. But you did not listen to the one voice that would make all the difference. And that's the voice of the Holy Spirit. People, God spent the last month talking to us about love. God spent the last month talking about who I love, I chasten. Who I love, I correct. Who I love, I warn. Who I love, I give in instruction to. Who I love, because I know, I know, I know, I know, I know what's coming. God says, I know what's coming. So I'm trying to prepare you now so that when you get there, you're not overtaken by it because I'm telling you, I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to get you to shift. I'm trying to get you to shift. I'm trying to get you to shift. And people are like, I'm going to do it my way. And they're frustrated. And they're saying, I know this is the will of God. And God's like, they're not my will. If it's, if you're being stolen from, if people, are, if they're stealing, if there's killing and if there's destruction, newsflash, that's not God. Well, God is using this to teach us something. Then you didn't read God's word because he says, I use my word to teach. There's no evil in me at all. Zero. So if there's no evil in him, where are you going to get the evil from? Jesus took all the 39 strikes plus one for every sickness and disease. Jesus said in Psalms 23, Says the psalmist says in Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. God says, I'll supply you every need. God says, seek first my kingdom, and all these other things will be added unto you. So if there's poverty, lack, sickness, and disease, suffering, that's not God. So please do me a favor, stop lying on God and saying God is behind it and God is trying to do this to get me to go do God don't have to do that I remember some Joan and I was talking about this the other day one time when we first came to Canada man somebody who who loves us their heart was in the right place but they gave a word that was was a word that was all fear-based and it just I mm -mm. So the first person I went to was the father. Father. This is what this person says. And they had a lot of influence with me. This is what this person said, blah, blah, blah. But that goes contrary to what it is you told me to do. I'm willing to do whatever it is you told me to do. All you have to do is just tell me. And this is what he said. 
He says, I don't use fear to motivate you. I know how to get a word to you and there's no fear involved. That is not me. This is what you do. Yes, sir. I went back to them. This is what the Lord told, said. I appreciate, I, first of all, I was, I, was, I was humble about it. I didn't say, the Lord said. Nope. I, I really appreciate what it is that you said. And I, I thank you for that. But this is what God said about the situation. That You know what they said? Okay. When they said, okay, then, what was it, a month, two or three months later, something like that, they came back and was like, we were wrong. But then people hear something like that, and then they get on the other opposite. See, I know I'm hearing from the Lord. So if the Lord tells me to do something, I don't care what so-and-so said. I don't care what so-and-so said. I'm going to do it my way anyway. Guess what? Can I tell you a secret? If that person is truly praying for you, and whatever they're telling you, they get no benefit out of it whatsoever. All they want to do is see the will of God done for your life, and you get prideful. Because that's another area that people are struggling in right now. They are in so much pride, they cannot receive instruction they can't receive correction they will find a way to take something that is being said today spin it to what it is that they've already made up in their own mind this is what i want to do this is what i want to believe i don't give a dog on what you say and god already said i'm telling you those kind of people are, are, they're here how do you know mark chapter four says and, and about the parable so on so uh sore in the word, Mark chapter four, verse 14, talking about the sower sowing the word. He says, there's four types of ground. Every time you speak the word of God, he says, there's four types of ground of people you're going to be dealing with. He says, you're going to de be dealing with people who are stony ground, which means you're going to give them my word according to my kingdom. And you're going to tell them exactly what it is that I said. And they are going to say in their heart, I ain't trying to hear that. So when the adversary comes to get the word, he doesn't have to work very hard because you've already made up in your mind. I'm not trying to hear anything he got to say. I don't care what they say. This is what it is I believe. This is what it is I think. And this is what I'm going to do. Then you have those who are on the wayside. You got the wayside. Now, this, this person on the wayside, they actually hear the word. They might be sitting in your church, sitting on YouTube, watching, woo, that's my word of the Lord. And guess what's going to happen? That person, what they're going to do, they're going to receive that word for a season, but then the adversary will use persecution. That means people coming against you. Why aren't they coming against you? Either persecution, people coming against you, or afflictions, test trials and tribulations that come against you to do what? They don't care nothing about you. The goal is the adversary's got to get that word out of your heart because he knows if he does not get that word out of your heart, you're going to continue to believe and you're going to see something happen. And guess what's going to happen? You, as soon as you get a manifestation, you go go tell everybody, man, I stood under the word, man, the word, I heard the word of the Lord come across the pulpit. I received it. Hallelujah. I believed it. And look, I'm walking into it. 
So what he'll do is he'll send persecution. You'll get in an argument on your way home, you and your wife, y'all was holding hands in service, and then y'all get in the car, y'all mad at each other, you're kicking the dog, you're throwing out the cat, everything like that. You don't want to talk to nobody. You don't want to hear nobody's preaching. You don't want to talk to nobody's leadership. You, don't, you can't receive instruction from nobody. Why? Because he got you over into offense. And when he gets you into offense, you are stuck. Scandalized means you are trapped you trapped why because through the persecution and affliction you took the bait then you got another type of person we call them the the, the thorny ground saint now the thorny ground saint they heard the word they receive the word, they believe the word, they walking out in the word, even persecutions coming against them, afflictions coming against them, and it ain't bothering them, but the adversary will wait you out. He's going to wait you out because he knows if he waits you out, he knows eventually he going to get you. And he's going to use these. If he can't get you with the with the trying to get you to not receive the word in the first place, if he can't get you to give in to the persecutions and afflictions, he said, oh, I, I got to get into offense. He's oh, I know how to, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I'll wait. I'll wait. And, and, and thorny ground has. Lust of the eye. Uh, he, what he says? He says that you have the lust of the eye, deceitfulness of rich, uh, cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of everything, other things. So you have the cares of this world, situation, circumstances going on all around you. You get caught up in that. You have the deceitfulness of riches. Let me show you a shortcut. You ain't got to go through that whole God thing. That's what man is all. That's what the spirit of uh, 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 manna, mammon is all about. Hey, you can get God's results without doing it God's way. That's all in the world system. How do you know? Because man, I'm going to do whatever I got to do to get that dollar. I'm going to do whatever I got to do to get that position. I'm going to do whatever I got to do to get this, to get this, to get. And it says, and the deceitfulness of riches and lust of other things. Lust means anything will draw your eye away. Remember, that's how people get caught up in the sin. It says they are seduced and enticed, drawn away by their own lust and desires. You know, you can have a lust for attention. You can have lust for jobs. You can have lust for sex. You can have lust for drugs. You can have lust for all kinds of things. Love, lust, you can have a lust for power. You can have a lust for approval. I just want everybody to approve me. He says, and that person, the the, way, the stony ground, the wayside ground, and the uh, 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 stony, wayside, and thorny, all three of those saints who will hear the same word, they all heard the same word. He says they got little to no results. Why? Because they let all those other things, and all those other things that came in were all external, external factors. All of it was external. He says, but this one, there's one ground. There's one ground. And that's what I prophesy over each and every one of you all. You are that one ground. You are that one ground. What ground is that? That's that good ground. What's that good ground? They heard the word. <laughs> they believed the word. 
They receive the word. They begin to speak the word and they begin to act like it was already so. They heard it. They believed it. They received it. They spoke it. They act like it was so. Did they have the same persecutions? Yep. Did they go through the same afflictions? Yes. Did the adversary try to get them not to receive the word when they first heard it? Yes. Do they still have to deal with the cares of the world, deceitfulness, the riches, and lust of everything? Yes. They had to do all that, and they persevered through, all the way through, because they made a decision. Father, I'm going to do it your way. Your word is going to be the final authority on this situation. I'm not going to be moved to the left or to the right. I'm going to be steadfast, unmovable, and I'm going to see the end result of this thing. And then it says, and then they, those who were good ground, who refused to cave in, give up, and quit. Some received 30-fold, some received 60-fold, some received 100-fold. Who was the determining factor on the 30, 60, 100-fold? You are, not God. God does not determine your harvest. You determine your harvest based off of how, how, how you're going to hold on to that word, how much of that word you're going to be walking into. And I'm telling you, in this season, and this new year, it's going to show up. He says it's already showing up. Can I tell you something about, about it? I want to I share with y'all things doubled last year. Everything doubled last year. God says, I have even more in store. And when everybody was saying, do this and quit this and don't do this and don't do that. And y'all won't be able to do and y'all won't be able to do. We made a decision. God, I'm going to do it your way. I'm only going to say what it is you say to say. I'm only going to teach whatever you say to teach. I'm only going to go wherever you tell us to go. And I'm going to whatever you tell me to stop doing, I'm going to stop doing. Why? Because I have one desire that his will be done in the earth, just like it is in heaven. I don't care what you say. If what you say doesn't line up with his will, I don't care what you say. But this is what I think you should do. Praise God. Amen. Father, nope. Okay. This is what I believe should happen. Okay. Does this help us to fulfill the vision, the purpose and plans that he sent us here to do? Nope. Can't do it. Won't do it. I need you to switch from this to this. Absolutely. When do you want me to do it? Why? Because I have one, one agenda. God, your kingdom come. Your will be done in earth, just like it is in heaven. Hey, man, go ahead, boy. Quit it. That's it. I mean, it's not deep. For me, it's not deep. You know, my wife said to me the other day, she said, you know what? You don't want to know your strength. I'm like, what's that, dear? She said, you know how to follow orders. I'm like, well, praise the Lord. She said, you know what could also be your weakness? I said, what's that? She said, you know how to follow orders. If someone says something, if they're in a position above you, and if you haven't gone back to God to find out what you're supposed to do, I don't, I, I'm submitted to people who are in authority over me. I have people who are in authority over me. I have overseers. We have a board. Do you know, nowhere in, 
Oh, don't do it. Oh, uh, not yet. We'll do that next week. But what the world, the church, the church is what they call church. Government system is not the way it was originally designed by God. But we'll leave that alone. But we have a, people who are in authority over us, who are overseers. And what the overseers do is the overseers make sure we don't get off from teaching God's word. Hey, this is what we're thinking about doing, blah, blah, blah. I need you guys to pray with us, blah, blah, blah. And then they'll come back. Have any of y'all ever went to a sheep pasture and seen all those sheeps out there and all those goats and cows and all that? Has any of y'all ever seen the cow tell the farmer when to milk them, where to milk them, how to milk them? Anybody ever seen a sheep tell the sheep herder which way to go? No. The sheep just follow the shepherd. Jesus is the chief shepherd. The pastor is supposed to be the under shepherd. The, the Jesus gets direction from the father. The father gives the direction. Jesus gives, he's the chief shepherd. He gives the direction to the under shepherds. The under shepherds in turn, turn to the sheep because they're all Jesus' sheep. Jesus is the, is the chief shepherd. Pastors, prophets, evangelists, and teachers, you're all under shepherds to the chief shepherd. Whatever the chief shepherd says to do, that's what the under shepherd is supposed to do. Is that always happening? No. And then what happens? He's, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 9, he says that the people were like sheep having no shepherd. He says, but in, in Jeremiah 3, he says, Jeremiah 3, 15, he says, I'm going to give you pastors or shepherds after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and with understanding. They're going to feed you with knowledge from the word of God and with comprehensive understanding. So you can go out and do what? Be doers of that word. But you got to do it God's way. You got to do it God's way. You got to do it God's way. And that's what he's saying in 2022. You got to be willing to do it my way. You have done it your way and you have got little to no results. And then you have, a, 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 it ain't even a prey club no more. It's just a, y'all might as well bring a whole box of tissues in there with you and just murmur and complain for the whole hour. Yeah. <laughs> that's, not, that's not prayer. Prayer is finding out what the, what the kingdom has to say about that situation. And then saying, oh, that's good. He says, oh, that's so good. He says, but even when you pray, you, gotta, you can't have any bitterness, any resentment, any unforgiveness, any malice in your heart because it will come through in your prayer. When you are upset with somebody, 
or if you're mad about something, if you call yourself praying for them and you have, oh, that's good. He says, oh, that's good. He says, for most people, when they have bitterness and resentment and malice towards an individual, he says they won't pray. Or when they do pray, they're praying for me to change that individual while keeping them the same way. He says, I'm never going to do that. If you, if you have malice in your heart, bitterness, resentful, strife towards someone, and you pray toward, for that person with that bitterness, resentment, and malice in your heart, if you pray for them, he says, he won't respond to that because you're not praying from a position of love. Not the world's love, God's love. So I don't care how many, you can, you can have a prayer meeting every night of the week. But if you're not, if your motivation for your prayer meeting is not love that God's kingdom come and his will be done in the earth, just like it is in heaven, you're going to get no result. And you'll be 10 months into it, 12 months into it, 30 months into it, praying the same dry, deadless prayer and getting no results because your motive isn't love. Love towards who? Love towards God? No, love towards the ones you prayed about. God says, I, I, I've been telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I've been showing you, I've been showing you month after month after month after month after I'm telling you, you get, make the shift, make the shift, because in this season, you're going to have to be led by Holy Spirit. Not by somebody's news report, because every report has a bias. He says there's three. He says, your truth, their truth, and then the truth. And if your truth doesn't line up with his word, it's not the truth. I got a couple more minutes and then we're done. <clears throat> Pray. I know you're getting something out of it. It may not necessarily be what you thought you was going to get out of it, but you're going to get something out of it. Oh, that's good. He says, so are you, you got to decide which one of those four grounds you're going to be. I've already told you those, all four of those grounds are here. He says, you got to decide. You get mad at me. It's pointless. I mean, can I share something with you? It is pointless for you to get mad at the messenger based off of the message that came from the one who sent the message. You get mad at me, you are wasting your time. First of all, with all due respect and love, they got mad at Jesus. Did Jesus ever tell a lie? Did he ever give his own viewpoint? What did Jesus give? The truth. No matter what. You know who didn't have a problem with Jesus telling the truth? The world. You know who had a problem with Jesus telling the truth? The church. 
because they have they believe they have their own truth and you are mis uh, you are misconstruing the word of god i don't care that the anointing is on you to be able to do what you're doing i don't care because i i know how to hear from the the holy spirit too right you do but just like that radio station there are many times that you got your bumper right up to the radio station but you tune into the wrong frequency because it doesn't line up with what it is that you already think you know and believe. So you can't receive any new truth. You can't receive any new instruction because you already know, think that you know, that you know, that you know. And he says, you will never exhaust the word of God. And if you get stuck just on what it is you think you know, and I'm trying to tell you there's parts that you don't know, or you miss, you misconstrued, then you will be stuck and you'll be wondering, oh, see why nothing ain't happening. I'm an apostle. I've been in ministry for a while. Guess what? There are things that I was taught. I went back and I'm like, Lord, okay. I heard what they said. Well, Sunday, okay. He said, you have part of it. You don't have all of it. Let me give you the rest. I could talk to people and they have one part and I know they don't have the rest of it. And I'm trying to give, God's trying to give the rest of it to them and they won't receive it. So you know what I do? I should stop talking to you about it. I'd be like, oh, okay, praise God. Amen. I don't get in strife. I don't get bent out of shape. If you want to come talk to me about stuff, you can talk to me about it. I don't care. We talk. But if I realize that you're not open to receive, I just stop talking to you about it. I don't stop talking to you. I just stop talking to you about that. Because why? Because you ain't ready to receive. Do you know? That's good, Holy Spirit. Do you know? That even though you might have a situation going on and God's trying to help you to get out of it, the Holy Spirit will talk to you about it once. He'll talk to you about it twice. He might even talk to you about it three times. But if you keep giving the Holy Spirit a hand, psh, no, psh, I ain't trying to hear that. Psh, I want to do it my way. Psh, I'm going to do it. Psh, I'm going to do it. You know what he'll do? He'll stop talking to you about it. Why? Because he knows you're not open and ready to receive correction there I, man if i if y'all looked at my and my phone or my note like somebody else who i know whose name i'm not gonna call but they know who they are look through my notes and stuff there's many messages that he's given me and, and i'm like lord is this the sunday we're gonna preach it you're like no i'm like why not he said because they're not ready to receive it yet Like what? They're not ready to receive it. I'm going to give them the message. I'm going to give it to them a different way, though, because they're not they're not ready to receive the full dose of everything that, that's coming. So what do we do? We don't force feed you. We just give you what God tells us to give you for that day, like we're doing right now. If you come and look at my notes right now, none of this that we've shared for the last few minutes is in my notes, all Holy Spirit. This is what I want you to give to them this morning. He says, because we're gonna start the year all right. Most people, if you looked on our website or you've been listening, we have our uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting coming up beginning on Saturday, glory to God, January 8th. 
And on that 21 days of prayer and fasting, you know, we'll be sending out information and posting information online about it and everything, you know, the guidelines for fasting, you know, and, you know, we're going to fast from, I always say 12 to 12, 12 midnight to 12 in the afternoon and everything. And then, you know, you could eat, you know, or whatever, whatever you decide to do, whatever you're talking about, fasting, food, some people fast, you know, if you, I found most people in this area are fairly new to fasting. So, you know, you'll fast, you know, some people fast social media, some people fast certain things, some people fast certain types of food or whatever the case may be. But the most important part of it is the prayer part. Prayer and fasting. Fasting is to get your, to put your body in, in, in check. But the, but the prayer part is what's in each morning, we're going to put out prayer points for the focus for that particular day, every 21 day, for the entire 21 days. Are we trying to get to change God? No. Why? Because fasting does not change God. Prayer does not change God. Prayer gets you to line up with what God's will for that situation is. People are like, well, I'm a, you know, when, when Jesus was trying to cast out, his disciples was trying to cast out the demon out of that boy. And father says, your disciples weren't able to cast it out. And Jesus came and spoke to the, to the demon and told it to get out and everything. And it, it left. And the disciples said, why couldn't we cast him out? And he says, this kind only comes out uh, through uh, fasting and praying. People have taught this kind only comes out by fasting and praying. They thought he was talking about the demon. He was not talking about the demon. The reason why the disciples could not get it to cast out that demon, it was because of their own, own unbelief. This kind of unbelief can only come, can only come out by prayer and fasting. What are you doing when you pray and fasting? You're focusing on God. You're focusing on God. No, people are, I see, I know. See, I've been taught all my little young life that he's talking about the demon. The same energy that Jesus used to cast that demon out was the same thing the disciples obviously would cast out demons before he got to that boy or the guy wouldn't have came to the disciples in the first place. Hello, go back and read your Bible. Go back and read for yourself. Don't take my word for it. Go back and read because he, he, why couldn't, because they, unbelief. The disciples, yes, unbelief. You can be operating in unbelief and get no result. Even though you're speaking to the mountain. He says, when you speak to this mountain, whatsoever, when you say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into sea and doubt not in your heart, you shall have whatsoever you say. The disciples were saying something. The demon wasn't coming out. They said something. The demon wasn't coming out. What happened? They got into unbelief. I'm saying it, but nothing's happening. It must not work on this one. And they're saying it and saying it and saying it. Because remember, Jesus gave them correction before he dealt with the demon. Go back and read it. So if you are walking around with malice and, and resentment and bitterness and you are call yourself praying, you ain't praying. You saying a lot of stuff, but you ain't praying to move no mountains because if you continue to read through Mark 11, 23, 24, 
it talks about, and when you stand praying, oh, that's good, Lord. Before he gets that, he says, and when you stand praying, whatsoever you ask, believe you receive it, and you shall have it. And I like that part. You got all that good. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. I got all this authority in my mouth. Hallelujah. Shot the, shot the victory. And when you stand praying, forgive. I did forgive, Lord. You forgave from your head. You didn't forgive it from your heart. How you know? It's just a head thing, not a heart thing. Because if it was a heart thing, you would be acting differently. You will be praying differently. You will be responding differently. If you hear their name and, and it just, mm, and you ready to snafu on them, you still got some stuff in there. Forgiveness is a process. First part, you got to get honest with yourself. God, and, and, and God, Lord, if there's anybody who I hold any awe, any unforgiveness against, any bitterness, uh, uh, a malice towards, Lord, show it to me. <laughs> you know the funny part about God? If you really ask him that question, he'll do it. <clears throat> then they'll tell you, I need you to pray for them just like you would pray for yourself. What? They don't deserve that. Did you deserve what you got? Whether it's a politician, they lie. Are they doing all kinds of crazy stuff? What you supposed to do? Spit venom on them? Not according to the, if you're operating, having God's will be done in the earth just like it is in heaven. That's not what you do. What do the word tell you to do? You're supposed to forgive them. Pray for those who despitefully use you, persecute you, and speak all matter of evil against you. Can I tell you a word? A word? Newsflash. The church is essential. The only reason why the world believes the church is not essential is because the church has acted just like the world. They responded just like the world. But I'm making the declaration from this pulpit that not in this house, we will respond just like the church. We're going to stand up just like the church, just like my, my, my chief shepherd has told us to operate. We're going to operate in the authority. We're going to operate in the dominion. We're going to speak the word of God in truth. We're going to make disciples. We're going to clothe the naked, feed the hungry. We're going to visit the sick, visit those who are in prison. We're going to operate just like he operated in the earth. And every service, every service, there's going to be a time. If you need healing, if you need deliverance, if you need to be made whole, you need that, show up. I'm here to tell you, we're going to have it every service. Every service. Because I never want your, want your faith to lie in the wisdom of man. But my, my prayer is always that your faith lie in the power of the Most High God. We're going to be the church. We're going to be the lighthouse of the gospel of the kingdom. We're going to be the church of love. Somebody asked us this week, does your church accept people who live in, a, in an alternative lifestyle? Do we accept the person? Yes. But when you come in the house, you have to respect the rules of the house.
whether you male, female, whatever it is you want to call yourself. It doesn't matter. None of that matters because the same Jesus that died for me was the same Jesus that died for you. And I'll be Johnny Brown if anybody in this house will treat you any differently other than in, in a position of love. If they do not, I will check them just like I will check you if you come in here and disrespect the house. It doesn't matter what your lifestyle is, male, female, heterosexual, homosexual, lesbian, trans, none of that matters. God loves the person. The thing he dislikes or hates is the sin. Why? Because it would destroy the person. Doesn't matter what, what you call yourself. We got somebody tested us on that one time. We was in, in the church in Wakefield. Someone came and did that. Someone sat in the service. They came in from somebody else's church, came to our church to come sit in the service. There's a person and we already knew their background. We already knew what it is that they believe, what they didn't believe. We already knew all that. This person came in the church at the end of the church service to try to put that person on blast. This, now they thinking, hey, he's a new pastor. He don't know how to respond to this, blah, 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 blah. I listened to the Holy Spirit. And this is what I said. The first thing I said to her is, we don't do that in this house. Do I know his, his history? Yes. Do I know what it is he believes and doesn't believe? Yes. Do I know what he knows? Does he know what we believe and what we don't believe? Absolutely. If he shows up, I'm just naive enough to believe that the word of God will do exactly what it says it will do. It will wash you, wash you by the washing of the word. As long as he's in these four walls, he does it our way. He hits that parking lot. He still does it our way because these are the sheep we're responsible for. What he does once he gets outside that parking lot and once he gets outside in four walls, I have no control over that. She says, I can't accept that. I said, well, I'm sorry that you can't accept that, but that's the rules of this house. If somebody walked through that door back there and that person is drunk as a skunk, but they made a decision that they was going to come to church drunk as a skunk, guess what? As long as they ain't acting a fool in the service, they can come sit in the service. Now, we're going to probably mess up your high, mess up your drunk, because I believe that you will send in the word and the word will sober you up. We've had people come into church before. They was living with their, living with their partner, as they say here, living with their partner in sin. He knew it. He comes to me. This is what he says, Talon. He says, are you going to talk to me about my living situation like everybody else? This is what the Holy Spirit said to me to say to him. Did it change what, you, what you're doing when they told it you before? He says, no. I said, so why do you think I'm going to spend time talking to you about the same things, about the stuff you already know? My responsibility is to present the gospel to you, to present God's word to you, and give you an opportunity to make a decision. My, my responsibility is not to try to manipulate you to make a decision. That's called witchcraft. And if you're doing it, you're practicing in witchcraft, and that is not God. We present the gospel to people. We trust the, we present the gospel to you. We trust the Holy Spirit to be able to teach you and to show you in the areas of which 
you're supposed to see it. If you make a decision, I'm not going to do it. I don't care what the what you said. The word of God says, I'm making a decision. I'm gonna, not going to do it. Can anybody ever show me where Jesus tried to manipulate the people? He just presented the gospel in love, even to those who was trying to set him up. So if Jesus did that, why do you think you or me or anybody else should do anything any different? We're going to present the gospel to you in love. Even what I'm sharing right now is in love. Why? Because my heart's desire is that you get it. Ultimate goal is that you get it. So there is a word for the Lord of the Lord this year. And the word of the Lord this year for this house is that it's a year of the Lord's favor and blessing. 2022 for this house will be a year of the Lord's favor and blessing. Now, obviously, I don't have time to get into it today, but. That's the word of the Lord this year. It will be a year of the Lord's favor and blessing. But he, yes, sir. But he did says this. He says, you, this is what he said earlier this week. He says, you can say you're committed to God and not be committed to God's way of doing things and never see the manifestation of the things God planned for your life because you refuse to do it God's way. So you can say you're committed to God and not be committed to doing it God's way and never see the manifestation of the things God has planned for your life, not because God changed his mind, but because you refuse to do it God's way. He says, you've reasoned within yourself that your way is God's way. And God says, it's not. And he says, I've given you a space of time to repent, but you won't. So I'm doing a new thing. And I'm raising up a new people to do that which I called you to do, says the spirit of grace. When God's plans, when God sent us out here, when we got sent out here uh, a few years ago, God had a plan for this area. Can I tell you something? Through everything that's gone on, God did not change his mind. This is what I told you then. My mind did not change. I still expect you to do it this way. And he told us, he told us, and I'm telling, I'm telling everybody who's watching us, or sitting under the sound of our voice. God told us way back then, five years ago, he says, this is not going to be a typical church. So if you try to run it like a typical church, you're going to be frustrated because you're not going to see any results. I already know who I've called to, to you to minister to. I know the demographic of the people I called you to minister to, and it's not going to be a typical church. So if you're looking for a typical church to do it like your old pastor did it, about your pastor did it when you was 10 years old, or your pastor did it when you was 20 years old, and you come here, it's not going to look like a typical church. Why? Because that's not the people 
that we're trying to reach. We're trying to reach people who are, some who are near God, some who are further away from God, and some who are way far from God. That's our, that's, that's our assignment. That's our assignment. He says, so let them who have ears to hear, let them hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying unto you. If you're looking for this to be like a typical church, like what you grew up in, it, it's not that. Do we teach the word? Every day, every week, every service, every meeting. Are we, are we causing people to do the work get, and teaching people how to do the work? and empowering them to go forth and do the work to ignite life and purpose within their generation? Absolutely. But we're going to do it God's way. So starting next, next Saturday, January the 8th, and we got a promo out on the website and a promo on Facebook about it and everything. There's a video that talks about we're moving to January to Saturdays. Saturdays, September I mean, Saturday, January 8th at 5 p.m. Saturday, January 8th at 5 p.m. We will be doing our Kingdom Encounter Live and having our on-site meetings and everything for whosoever will come. People said, well, what about the Sabbath? The Sabbath day is Saturday. And on the Sabbath day, actually the Sabbath day is from sunset on uh, Friday to sunset on Saturday. It's the seventh day, not the first day, the seventh day. People, the church, the Catholic church changed it to the first day of the week as a celebration of the uh, resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But the Sabbath day itself is on Saturday. It starts on Sunday, on Friday at, at, at uh, sunrise, at sundown, and it ends on Saturday at sundown. So if you really want to truly represent celebrate the Sabbath, then celebrate it the right way. But God said, this is what I, he told us two years ago, this is what you were going to do. But guess, sir, he didn't tell us when. When he says, okay, now, then guess what? Okay, now. What would it help us do? Better serve our community. Am I asking you to get in agreement with me? No, I'm asking you to get in agreement with God. No different than I'm sitting here on Sunday mornings preaching the gospel. Guess what I'm asking you to do? Get in agreement with God's word. Now, you can walk out. You can be, remember, there's four types of ground. And I'm not upset with you if you say the Lord told me to do. Because, see, people make God look schizophrenic. That's why it's hard for people to follow God. God told you one day to do this. Then the next day he told you to be here. The next day he told you to be there. You cannot grow, you cannot bloom if you never plant yourself somewhere and stay there long enough for you to grow up. God sent, sent people to places, knowing that place had issues, he sent you there anyway. And if they're not teaching about the word of God or they're compromising with the word of God, not your own political beliefs, but what the word of God says, man, I'm with you. But get before God to find out where you're supposed to be. Because God knows exactly where he needs you to be for you to grow up so you can be, be, become all that God has created you to be.
If it's ignite, praise God, stay. Hallelujah. Welcome to the family. If not, don't sneak out the back door. You came through the front door, don't sneak out the back door. Come hug me. Hug my neck real good. Let me hug your neck real good. Give you love. Meet, we meet up for some coffee. Because we're still brothers and sisters in Christ. So, hallelujah. Word of the Lord of this year is, this is a year of the, of the Lord's blessings. Of the Lord's uh, blessings and favor. I'm telling you, when we get into it, you're going to see. Why is he? Mm, I want to tell you so bad, but. I'm used up all my time. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, make a decision in your heart to do it God's way. Five o'clock next Saturday, we'll be here live preaching the gospel. No matter what. So every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody walking or talking except you've been assigned. Man. There's so many things that God has made available to you and he wants you to operate according to the kingdom. But the only way you're going to be able to operate according to the kingdom is if you make a decision to become a member of the kingdom of God. Jesus said in John chapter three, he says, except the person be born again, you can't see or you can't understand or you can't comprehend the kingdom of God or God's way of doing things. Man, I want to give you an opportunity to, to enter into that enter into the kingdom today, enter back in the right relationship with God, enter, even if you've been, if you say you accept Jesus before, but you know you haven't been living it the way that God told you to live it, we're going to give you an opportunity to, to make a, a head shift today, a heart shift today in the name of Jesus, and according to Romans chapter 10, verses 8, 9, and 10, it says this, the word of God is near you, it's in your heart, it is in your mouth, that's the word of faith which we preach, that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. But with the heart man believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation, unto healing, unto deliverance, unto wholeness, unto completion. So if that's you, no one at Ignite prays alone. So we're going to pray along with you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I do believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. I believe he died for me on the cross and carried my sins for me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart, save me now, heal me now, deliver me now, and set me free. I receive your offer of forgiveness right now. I believe I'm healed, set free, delivered, made whole, and right, right relationship with God in Jesus' name, amen. Now, that's the, that is the simplest, simplest part. How do I get born again? How do I become a member of the kingdom of God? Man, all you have to do is accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. That's step one. Step two is you got to learn how to live as a citizen in the, in the kingdom of God, not as a citizen of Canada, not as a resident of Ottawa, not as a resident of the United States of Israel or wherever it is, or, or Germany or, or wherever you are. You are a citizen in the kingdom of God. You need to understand how to operate according to the kingdom of God. That's one of the mandates for Ignite, to teach people how to operate according to the kingdom of God, also operate in the love of God in, a, in such a way that the world will be, you will be able to begin to sow it, establish it, and expand the kingdom of God 
throughout the entire nation. So we'll see, first step is to receive Jesus. Second step, find a word-based church that will teach you about the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, about the kingdom of God and the love of God and how it applies to your everyday life. Hey, and we believe Ignite is that place. So if you're in anywhere near the Ottawa, Greeley, Manatick, Russell, uh, Metcalf, Osgood, Gloucester area, man, we love to have you on Saturdays at 5 p.m. Every Saturday doesn't what it doesn't matter if you're 10 years old, doesn't matter if you're 70 years old, every and anything that's in between. Also, so on Saturdays, you can meet us here on Saturdays at 5 p.m. Also, if you catch us online. You, you may be too far to come to Ignite physically, but you want to catch us online, you can catch us online on Saturdays at 5 p.m. beginning next Saturday, January the 8th. Also, um, we have a podcast called Ignite to Life Podcast, Ignite, the number two uh, life podcast, which you can catch all the latest podcasts. We have some older podcasts, uh, messages, and and week and daily um, clips that we used to put out there, all that's available to you now in the name of Jesus. Um, yeah. So that being said, remember the, the word of the year is the Lord's blessing and favor for this year, but you got to do it God's way. On behalf of Minister Joanne and myself and the entire night nation, I want to thank you for joining us today. God bless you. We'll see you next Saturday at